0: Welcome back. This is part two of my conversation with Nigel and Susie. If you haven't listened to part one, go back. Notes. After having taken the first place in the first semi semi-final of the Eurovision Song Contest in Copenhagen on 6 May 2014, the song finished in second place at the final on the 10th of May 2014, behind the winning song Rise Like a Phoenix. This was the highest position for the Netherlands since it won in 1975, and the highest score for the Netherlands in Eurovision, bar none, until 2019, when Duncan Lawrence claimed the win with the song Arcade, which is an absolute dirge. No, it didn't say that. I said that last bit. I, I'm, the not rest f- is...
1: I'm not a fan of... The rest is true. No.
0: Uh, In addition to their high placement in the contest, the Netherlands picked uh, uh, up two other awards, blah, blah, blah. And, oh, here's the important bit. On 18 May 2014, the song reached number nine on the UK singles chart, becoming 2014's highest charting Eurovision single and the fourth non-winning Eurovision song from outside the UK to enter the top ten. The other songs are Volare, C, and I see a star, all from the 1970s. Well, most of them from the 1970s.
1: Wow. Hey.
0: So there we go. It charted yeah. in the UK. Yeah. Moving on, can't wait to see what you two think about it. I've heard your thoughts on the other one. Now I want to hear your thoughts on this. Nigel, Texas Lightning, No, No, Never, Germany, 2006. Give it to me. i <sighs> <I'm- laughs>
2: Did not like it. I'm. it just straight up I didn't. <laughs> it's like uh it kinda gave me like Taylor Swift's girl country vibes, which is not bad, but like I was not not my thing. I did like the banjo though. I love banjo. Can never go wrong banjo.
0: What movie is this from? So if you've, you've you've named the kinds of movies in the different place, what movie would you if you were forced to put this in a movie soundtrack, what's if I was
2: forced to put this know. in a movie? It's like, um, high school, oh, I, I'm a, like a high school girl and like a, and a low triangle, that kind of, that's, that's like, oh, this, this, I can see this song in there somewhere, maybe.
0: Okay. Um, on a, okay, like, no, now's the time where we have to say somebody put time and effort into this song. Somebody loves this song. This is somebody's baby. Just not our cup of tea, but it is someone's cup of tea. Susie, how did you feel about this song?
1: Oh, dear. Germany. <laughs> Germany, Germany, Germany. 14th was uh, pretty generous as far as I'm concerned for this this one. I think as long as you're not watching the staging, the song isn't horrendously bad. The staging, it's like they just went and raided the back closet of the Grand Old Opry, <laughs> and they just kind of went, yeah, we were going to throw these to the Salvation Army, but you may as well take them. Um, I don't hu- even think the Grand Old Opry has like neon cacti. Oh my. <laughs> oh, no, no, the, the, the actual like props and whatever, fair play to the, the prop people. I'm talking about the costumes. The actual costumes are horrendous. Absolutely. And, and if Home Chick flipped her skirt one more time, I felt <laughs> like I was watching the Lawrence Welk show.
0: Remember Lawrence Welk? I vividly remember Lawrence Welk, but yeah. he was from the Dakotas.
1: Well, I don't know where he was from, but that's where these costumes came from. Like, it, yes, no, not so much. I didn't find the the song itself terribly offensive. I mean, it, the song's okay, but 14th, yeah, I still think that was a bit high for it compared to what was What else was in that year.
0: Nigel, is it just the, 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 the staging that's objectionable or is it also the song?
2: The song itself, it's like something said is like not offensive like I put it in my notes it's extremely skippable like unless somebody says oh I like this song I would not play it like, it, like it's not like something that I, I hate the song I'm gonna skip it but like if no one wants to hear it I don't wanna hear it
0: I like the fact that you don't like the song but you're You're a pleasant enough person that if someone asked you to, you would. Yeah, like it's not like
2: I wouldn't be like, oh, I I, I really don't like this song. I'm sorry. I can't play it. It's like, oh, well, if you like it, I'll I'll, I'll manage. It's very country pop. I don't care enough about the song not to not to not like it.
0: I do. I care enough about it not to not like it. I am vaguely personally offended by the song. So having like lived as an American overseas, I think, you know, when you're from Colorado, it's like one of the states that people know and they don't know a lot about it. They just know that it's like Western. And so, you know, even if people don't say like, you know, even if you don't speak the same language, they'll say like, (laughs) "Yeehaw." And sometimes like the most upsetting thing is that people would be, oh, you're like the girl from Toy Story. You're like Jessie, (laughs) which I think fulfills like every negative stereotype about a woman from the West. Do you know what I mean? Because uh, then you're not going to go, oh mm-hmm. yeah, like, like, like Jesse from Toy Story. But there is kind of like, I get the same kind of just visceral gut feeling. She did put her leg up quite a lot, Susie. And uh, my notes here are like the neon sign outside the motel. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. Yep.
0: yep. we like just her, just her ankle moves like below the knee, you know, like up and down. Yep.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. She did
0: do like a lasso thing, which even when it was Gangnam style, <laughs> I got over it. I don't think I'm going to get over it here. Yeah. The rhyming is a little bit weak. It does have like a little spoon, moon, croon, honeymoon, and June kind of a thing. The corset dress with the marabou thing. No. Uh, that is like every person's stereotype of the West is like the brothel woman Mm -hmm. only she's got a little bit of a like prom version of it. It's like prom brothel. Her voice is very high, which is not necessarily a problem, but I think if you brought it down maybe two octaves, maybe, maybe, maybe. And I also don't think this is a country song. I think this is a pop song that they didn't know what to do with Uh, and they put it through some kind of country sausage machine.
2: Yeah. The,
1: yeah. Can I give you my vision of what the final picture of this year should have been?
0: Yeah.
1: This was the year that was won by Lordy with Hard Rock Hallelujah.
0: Oh, that, Nigel, famously, that's like a, that's like the year that um, Metal won. Oh,
1: okay. yeah. And they had these monster costumes and prosthetics and everything on. And well, I just probably, have... It's probably in direct response to this song. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> my vision of this year is a giant version of Lordy with one of them taking that lasso and like wrapping it around that chick and like holding her up like they're King Kong and her just freaking screaming, you know, and just it, it just being a bloodbath of cowboys. That's, that's just that <laughs> I is actually- fantastic. That's just what I see with this. I didn't
0: mind their little outfits with the pockets that have the arrows on either side in kind of like beige. Their hats were a little too matchy-matchy, a little too on yeah. the nose it did look like it came from like a costume factory if and you're not a cowboy yeah. you
1: want you want that hat to look like it's been drugged through the dirt. No, you need to look like you've been out roping. you need uh, to look like you just walked off the set of Yellowstone, okay no, not crisp and clean and everything no, no
2: no but uh, looking at the the the- at their outfits it's just like it's like they either just came back from party city or something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. it's like, well, I mean. Well, did you not have like a year to prepare for this? <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I also have, I, you, I don't know if you guys remember this ride at Disneyland called the Country Bear Jamboree. It reminds me a little bit of the Country Bear Jamboree. And they also
1: have a wind machine. So I think some of it. She didn't need a wind machine. She was kicking that dress around all by herself. <laughs> what What was the point in that? I saw no tumbleweeds. They didn't need that. (laughs) That would have made it interesting. That would have given me something interesting to watch. Oh, look where that tumbleweed's going.
2: (laughs) The tumbleweed would have been more interesting than the actual song.
1: Right?
0: That's what I'm screaming. At the close of voting, this song received 36 points, replacing 14th in a field of 24. In Germany, the song spent 39 weeks on the German singles chart, reaching number one for three non-consecutive weeks in May and June 2006. It ended the year as Germany's second-best-selling hit and was certified platinum.
1: Oh, good lord.
0: In Austria and Switzerland, the song peaked within the top ten. BBC commentator Terry Wogan asked jokingly after this song, with a rough approximation of the appropriate accent, quote, are we in Athens, Georgia? Which I'm, I wish there was audio of because I want to hear Terry <laughs> Wogan say that with his British accent. I would have loved to have uh, heard that. As one of the band's members, as a professional comedian, there was a level of expectation that the Eurovision performance of the song was going to be humorous. However, this was not the case. This is Wikipedia talking. I think it was incredibly humorous, kind of. <laughs> Uh, while the band performed in front of artificial cactus plants, there was very little overt humor in the performance. All members were dressed appropriately. Appropriately, dot dot dot, which I would also like to push back on.
1: But that's fine, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh my God. No, it would have been far more entertaining if Lordy had have just come on stage and eaten them
2: yeah, very quickly. I forgot to mention this, but in my in my notes, I put this is German, and then like three question marks. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> the answer is yes. Uh, that's a common thought after German entries, to be fair. I think that um. a lot after German entries. Mm-hmm. Um, next song, Joan Franca, You and Me, 2012. Nigel, any any thoughts here?
2: This is also one of the my top three, honestly. It's, I like, I love the staging, the fire, the psychoed She has like the the headdress and the overall video keeps on going through like all these settings. It's, I don't know, It's I liked it a lot. It's very, like her her voice is also very like, ooh, I like this. It's like, yeah, she has like that southern that drawl, but also she still has like, a very noticeable, nervous accent, it's like, oh, it's like, um. What's that one person's name that people say she has like a fog in her throat? What, what's her?
0: Oh, uh, I don't know who you're talking about, but I know uh, who I think it sounds like. I'm not gonna say it because I'm waiting for Susie to say it eventually. Would you have changed anything about this song, Michelle, or the head the the song itself or the staging? It sounds like you really like the staging. Oh
2: yeah, I love the staging. As far as the song, um, I, I guess like the the biggest negatives, I, I couldn't really understand her sometimes. <laughs> But like that's like more mm-hmm. like a like added to charm. Like oh, I like this uh, a lot. Yeah, that not many changes.
0: This is also definitely in my top three. Um, the headdress really bothers me. Even for 2012, it bothers me. I'll, I'd like to get Susie's thoughts on that. But it just it just does. I thought the headdress was all right, like for a costume. But I think the biggest use. I mean, I've got an iconic use of the headdress in my head, which is when. Um, Colorado, who at the time was the only state to ever nominate a Native American to uh, a Senate. Uh-huh. You know, our, our Senator Ben Nighthorse Campbell went to Congress with a headdress and the thing looks um, real. And I don't know that that would have helped this woman. I <laughs> might have hurt her actually. But it it's not like a. There's something about the lift. There's something about the weight of it. There's something about the ceremonialness of it. Um, Once I read the backstory, because, you know, the backstory is that she used to play, um, you know, Indians or Native Americans with her little friend uh, when they were children. Oh, that kind of makes it better because it does. You know, it's about the song is supposed to be about innocent young love uh, when she was five years old playing with her little friend, uh, which makes it slightly better for me. But the, the headdress did bother me even for 2012. But I love her voice. I love the song. This reminds me of so much of somebody else, but I am not going to say it until I hand it over to Susie. Susie.
1: Okay. I don't know who you're reaching for me saying that she sounds like, but, and I don't know how this is one of your favorite songs. This woman is so off key. It's ridiculous. I mean, girlfriend needs to call Papa Lock and find (laughs) a damn key. Because, <laughs> Jesus, God alive, this is the worst song ever. I absolutely hated this. And the minute I saw that headdress, I'm like, this woman better have some some Native American in her somewhere because there's going to be some people coming after her. Mm. This is, it was so awkward from minute one of me watching this. And I watched this with my, my, my apprentice actually yesterday. And she, the second it started, she went, oh, I was like, yeah, let's see where this is going. And the song kicked in and she's actually a music major as well. (laughs) And She was like, oh, no, I can't. I can't unlisten to this. I'm like, yeah, just no.
0: I felt the same thing, the same way. You know what I saw the a while ago was satellite. You know which won Eurovision from Germany. Yeah. And that song to me seemed
1: incredibly off key. But that I don't, is, I don't know. I mean, either... that's got pitch issues too. But it's got pitch issues in that way that like you know how people like Billie Eilish and Adele make the pitch issues work. Yeah. Yeah. Lena almost had that. This chick does not. No. I, I've listened, and I went back, and I was like, "I'm like, I'm, okay, I'm gonna try listening to this again." And were you trying to get me to say that she sounds like Jewel? No, although
0: that's a heck of a reference. That's some like right. Alaska former yodeler for European audiences. Jewel is a is a is a '90s queen that sung a song called "Who Will Save Your Soul," who lived in a car and, and used to yodel, and she was from Alaska. So that's right. we're, we're right. and
1: funnily enough, actually represented alaska in the american song contest
0: that broke my brain did you have something
1: else nishal
2: looking back at the uh i kind of like went back to the video and and yeah and look at it again the headdress is kind of a bit much because it it just it feels like a full-on like outfit yeah i can see that working but it's the fact that she has like this party city headdress and like a regular dress with everything else like oh, okay yeah it's kind of tacky
1: yeah it's an evening gown with a headdress on yeah it's like she went to a dress-up box and went oh i'm doing something a bit country i'll throw this on <laughs> and no, it is
0: relevant to the song and i feel a little bit bad like every time um like i made fun of king of the queens i think it was this year because it's the a kings. sea shanty and then it had queen some like yeah. deep meaning and uh, queen of the kings yeah and uh and and then I felt really bad because the meaning was really deep. But like, yeah. So I, I don't know. Like, I get that at least the prop ties back into the meaning of the song. I thought I knew what you were going to say, Susie, and I was wrong. Um, I thought you were going to say she sounds like the Cranberries. And to me, this is a Cranberry oh, song. Oh, sweet
1: Jesus. No. <laughs> R.I.P. Doris. No, no. She's just rolled in her grave. It is. It's a cranberry song.
2: I think it sounds close ahead, to, yeah. to Shakira, kind of. That's the first I was thinking of earlier. She gets, like, Shakira mm-hmm. kind of vibes, like that whole squeaky voice, like, kind of, like, her voice But again, Shakira
1: like. can make the pitch issues work. Uh, disco. I was, honestly, I was waiting for her to start yodeling. I was, I thought to myself, I was like, wait, is she one of the yodeling chicks that's actually going to make this work? And she didn't. And I was like, oh, okay, never mind.
0: All right. I like the song. I'm a little bit upset that the backup band were not a backup band. They're just um, people on stage. The backup dancers were replaced by a band consisting of four men playing the guitar, violin, accordion and banjo. I'm so glad this didn't qualify. Joan Frank <laughs> performed You and Me at the National Song Festival wearing a Native American headdress designed by Nicoline Van Marie. Take it up with her. The background for her suit comes from the origin of the text of her song about innocent young love, uh, playing with her little boyfriend at the time. The song finished 15th place with 35 points and did not advance to the finals. It was the eighth straight year that the Netherlands failed to progress. Ooh. However, if it was up to the public, this would have advanced finishing 10th place in the televote.
2: Lord, that's a win for me.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah, there's no accounting for taste. <laughs> That's a hard no, sorry. No, you can't win them all. No, this is
0: also the year that uh, Sweden won with Euphoria, so this is another banner.
1: I was going to say, I mean, she was up against Lorene. There was no chance. Absolutely none.
0: All right, I can't believe that I've included this, and I'm a little bit, um, I've got trepidation. I'm trepidatious now. I included dub. Trenatul, <laughs> Susie is already dancing, which I, it is dubious as to whether this is a folk song or a country song, but I'm going to go ahead and include it. Nigel, what do you think about this song? As a new Eurovision fan, especially, because th- I think this is... I, ma-
2: easily I'm my favorite. I'm highly intrigued. Easily my favorite. Not a question. This
0: is your favorite yes,
2: song. Yes, <laughs> I loved it. I am so interested in like Eastern European music. Like I know Romania isn't Slavic, but it kinda sounds, it sounds close enough. I don't is that wrong to say? I don't know.
0: It <laughs> is it is. It is, yeah.
2: No, okay. I liked it a lot. It had it going back to say like where we say the fact that uh what good what's good folk music it has the, the unique instruments. It has that like that authentic feel. The video was amazing. Um yeah. very upbeat, it's catchy. I already added to my I already added it to my Spotify. It's the only song I added to my Spotify.
0: <laughs> and I, when...
2: I I love it. I love it.
0: This band has been to Eurovision multiple times. This is not the only time, so there's like more music out there for you. Um, Susie, how do you feel about this song?
1: Well, as you happen to ask, Bradley I um, did the, <laughs> the very first time I listened to this, in all honesty, I hated it. <laughs> I was like. Moldova, you had one job. One job. And this is coming off the back of Sugar, which was the song that oh, went the year before. The
0: oh, well, I, that's my opinion. I'm sure people like it. There are people in the world. I'm sorry to Natalia Gordienko, but yes, go ahead.
1: I loved Sugar, and I thought it was one of the oh. best videos ever. However, their staging that they of which there was none, they missed the biggest opportunity there known to match.
0: How can but, you love a
1: song that has a lyric like it's an itch that turns into a burn? Was, <laughs> I mean, go get some some back teen or something. I don't know. Sort it <laughs> out, girl. But I mean the song, it was brilliant. It was great. And I think it's mostly as well because it was my at the time five-year-old's favorite song. Mommy, his cake, his face is made of cake. Like that's got what I got oh, for us. Oh, sorry, six I forgot months. the video
0: for this does have human-looking faces yes. that get eaten by cake, Marie Antoinette style. I yes. forgot about and the video. Yes, it's fabulous. Yeah, okay. I, and Nigel,
1: you're in for a treat. Trust me, go look <laughs> up sugar. It's amazing. And then not, try not to have a stroke
0: when you watch the the staged version, which is nothing but a Tron-style background yes. with like horrendous. a Marilyn Monroe foreground. I yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's horrendous. There was no staging. However. So coming off the back of that, this was the biggest left turn Albuquerque that a country I think has ever made. So I was like, what the hell is this? But it grew on me like a fungus. Mm. I mean, but in a truffle kind of way, because it became absolutely fabulous. And I fell in love with this thing. And by the time we actually got to Turin, just the place lit up when they came on. Absolutely went mental. Every person was on their feet, singing, dancing, losing their minds. It didn't matter what country you were from. Everyone was here for it. And the only other time during that whole semi-final that that happened was when Ukraine came on.
0: But this was my dream of what genuinely going to Eastern Europe is going to be like. I'm going yes. to end up in a bar. Yes. You know how people go to Ireland and they think it's all going to be like, you know, whatever pub songs or whatever. People just spontaneously break out into pub songs. This is Which my it vision. Is. You just go, you go to the right places in Ireland. It
1: is. The barrel. The barrel that's in Temple Bar in Dublin. Trust me, go there. That's exactly what it's like. I mean, I just absolutely fell in love with this. And it kind of guts me that the three times that Zobsidub have been in Eurovision, there's six members of their group. There have never, there's never been a time that all six members have been on stage together because they've had featured artists every time. So they've had someone else on stage with them. So their whole group has never been on stage together. But I mean, they know how to put on a show. They absolutely owned it. And I mean, they won the televote that year.
0: This is one did of those they songs. Not? Did that they people not win online. the popular vote? No, this is one of those songs, like Croatia this year. This is the song that everyone dragged. How did it even qualify? Like, what is this? Right. It's not music. And I loved it right out of the gate. And it's, to me, it reminds me of a real, uh, like yes. a real, you know, like, or, or a barn dance kind of a song, Eastern European style. And the point of those is to get people up off their feet. And I knew that this was going to do it like and there's crazy professional musicians like the kind of energy I knew they were going to bring amazing energy. And they did. And um, yeah, they they it's Dub C Dub delivers. You could call them the postman or whatever. They deliver all the time. Rain, sleet, snow, whatever. Um, uh, Nigel, would you call this a folk song or a country song or just an Eastern Europe Definitely yeah.
2: folk song.
1: Yeah, folk all Because I
2: listen to a fair bit amount of uh Eastern European music, closer to uh like actual Slavic countries and uh well media, but it's definitely had like the same kind of high energy, weird instruments I'd never seen before, and I just i ooh, it's so good. I'm surprised you didn't like it on your first listen.
1: Considering where it where it came from, from the year before. It was such a left turn. And compared to everything else in the field that year as well, I was like, what is this? What is this? And I could, I could actually, because it was, it was actually my sister's first Eurovision year, Damn. And she it, she never got on board with it. Still to this day, she absolutely hates it. Wow. The minute she hears, dee, 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 <laughs> she just she's like off, turn it, skip, whatever. And I will fight her in the car to keep her away from the controls. You know, like, I'm like, no, you have to bear bear with it. You know, but no, I mean it's it's just great. I I love it. I am. That, no, I'm going to Moldova yeah. just for this song. Just yes. for this
0: song, I'm going to Moldova. I um. So just I think also. Just for the record, country. there's like a lot of themes in country music, one of which is trains. And this huh. song reminds me a lot of Orange Blossom Special, uh, which is, you know, look it up. I mean, if you if you're European, look it up. But um, this song reminds me so much of Orange Blossom Special with that fiddle sounding like a train. Right. Uh, you get the, the, the kind mm. of, you know, even if it weren't called train to tool, you get that idea of that real heaving, moving forward, fast kind of a feeling from it. Um, I have a list of other train-oriented uh, country songs. So Hobo's Lullaby by Emily Lou Harris, Train Song by Tom Waits, Steel Rails by Alison Krauss, and City of New Orleans by Willie Nelson, but uh, definitely also Orange Blossom Special. And then there's just like, I've got a whole list of lyrics that involve trains, but I'm going to pass that right by.
1: Waylon has one um, that Yeah, can't get enough
0: of this, and I no, don't have enough positive things to say about it. This was the one song that was not nominated by fans, by the way.
1: Huh. Really?
0: Uh-huh. I nominated this as a country song, cause, or country or folk. I'm convinced that it is either, one or the other. It's one uh. or the other, but it's definitely not rock and roll, and it's not, to me, <laughs> it's not like sl- because they say that in the song right folklore and rock and roll like it's not this yeah. is not a pop uh, song at all but yeah this was the song was nominated just by me i'm, I'm happy i did you're
1: welcome <laughs> <laughs> no it's definitely definitely folk and uh, i'm i'm here for it it's great i love yeah.
2: that one i was surprised that because like usually my heroic like songs are are mostly in one language and they like throw in like a couple english terms Usually I find it of tacky, but this song, for some reason, it played off good. I don't know. I was badly singing singing alongs. So I don't know any, yeah, but like, yeah, walking, whoa, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a friend of mine who who constantly just goes, hey ho, that's just her thing. Hey ho. Let's go. And every the time she does it, I'm like, it. let's go, dude. <laughs> She's just like, why do you always do that? I'm like, Eurovision, oh, Eurovision. Yeah. One of these days, I'm going to hook her in. I'm like It's going to happen. <laughs> Or the, the Ramones,
0: of- Susie, one or the other. Do what? That's a Ramones reference, isn't it? When they started singing that, that's the first thing I saw. When they said, "A oh, let's go. It's a Ramones oh, yeah. reference. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay fine.
1: Yeah. But I, I, always con- I always continue in with the folklore and rock and roll. Uh-huh. And so, yeah. Yeah. Last song.
0: Last but not least. Stefan. Hope. Estonia. How do you feel about this song, Susie? I see you've got feelings.
1: Oh, I love this. I love this so much. Stefan can do no wrong as far as I'm concerned. I absolutely love him. The song itself, I just, I love the way that it's put together. The construction of it's fantastic. I love the flow of it. I just absolutely love everything about it. The way that he performed it as well. I, he had the whole audience in the palm of his hand. The way he just started running around the stage jumping across things I mean just he he just owned everything I don't know how it didn't go a lot higher than it did and just I mean I I can't say anything more about it he's just so good
0: Nigel how did you feel about this song
2: I also liked it I don't have too much strong opinions but I did it was it was like similar to um Joan I like it when I can hear the accents. His accent's very pony. It's like, Ooh, I like this a lot. It was also, I, f- I felt something with it. Like, it's like, feel very, it gave like a like strong American vibes. I don't know why, but because like, all the Eagles in the, in like the background was like, oh, I like this a lot. <laughs> I feel proud. I want to, so, yeah, I listened to it, I think three times in a row and that's good I also this is the only person i've actually heard of amongst this yeah i
0: don't
2: def- i forgot where but i was like oh yeah i, fr- I this one looks familiar. i forgot which song it was. i think it's sort of an m or something i don't know but i definitely oh, yeah. like yeah it was, it was, i like it like it
0: do you think that this is a country song as a musician do you think that this is a country song or a pop song they made country
2: mm-hmm. i actually did put this in my notes i put um like an early 2010 vibe but it felt mm-hmm. more closer to um imagine dragons closer it felt close to imagine dragons like counting the stars that's definitely like counting stars like uh, it, it felt yeah. similar to that i don't know if i call it country though
1: I see where you're going with it, but if if Imagine Dragons did country.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Because I definitely get a country thing from it. That's a
0: really good comparison, though, because I feel like Imagine Dragons could also win Eurovision. (laughs) I don't know. Not singing country. I think this a lot like whatever the other thing was that gave me Jesse from Toy Story vibes. This really rubbed me the wrong way. I think it's because so many of the audio elements are from like Sergio Leone spaghetti westerns that Clint Eastwood, Clint Eastwood was in from like the 1970s, which those films strike me as incredibly fake because they don't look like the West, right? They were like um filmed in Italy. So there's something about, like, the dun, dun 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 like, all of those elements that really strike me as super cheesy. Damn. And I think they are cheesy intentionally. Like, I think somebody, some audio producer, found these audio elements that are just, like, gems. But the first time I heard it, I was like, this is hokey as hell. This is so hokey. How are any Europeans listening to this? It's not even cheesy. It's just hokey. Like like Peter Pan, where you can see the strings, you know, as he gets raised and then kind of, you know, like that kind of level of Uh. hokeyness. And then it grew on me something chronic. I think it is Stefan himself. This Mm -hmm. closed Eurovision, we saw it because we were in Turin. He's he's very magnetic. And I think there's something about the way it picks up tempo. I think there's something about, there's just that Lyric about the land working the land that that saves it from being an imagine dragon song. And then there's all the moving around the stage and then like the chorus, which is, I hope, which was like really what people wanted to sing at the end of a Eurovision. So I think it's like the perfect, I think in the hands of someone else, it would have been a really middling song. Yeah. Really middling song. And I think without all of those cheesy Western movie elements, It would not really have qualified for even being a country song. But I like the song and I listen to it, mostly because I just like singing the chorus, like I hope, I hope, (laughs) over and over again.
1: Why why is most of Europe convinced that everyone who's in the West – you know, in the in country over here wears blanket ponchos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they were all wearing them. I mean the whole all of Wayland's dancers during Outlaw Inum wore them as well. I was like, come on, what's what's the deal? No. They don't all walk around walking around wearing blanket ponchos. No. Well
0: clearly you're on the border, Susie. You've got to be closer to the border where you've got your serape like your Mexican serape blanket that you just cut and hole into.
1: Yeah. But no. But no, I mean Stefan himself though, like he's he can he can just sell anything. He's so charismatic. And I mean, I still follow him on social media and the music that he's put out since Eurovision has been amazing. It's really good. He was putting out some really good stuff at the end of 22, which is when um, him and his fiance were having their first baby, Maya. Stefan um, has a baby? Yeah. The, yeah. It Just at the end of December 22 is when she was hmm. born and he had actually just, he had been sick the, in November. He was actually in the hospital in November um, and posted on social media him in the hospital with IVs and everything. And it was like, oh my God, what's wrong with him? I hope he's okay. I mean, he's good now. Um, and then he just got married. They they actually just got married in the last few months. So, Yeah. His, follow his Instagram. It's it's great. He's just, uh, well, just he a of Well, he does not light. update his Twitter, because I looked for him. Just he does not update his Twitter, but his Instagram. In. I mean, look, how cute is that?
2: That, that is pretty cute.
1: And that She's gorgeous. showing us a picture of Stefan and his <laughs> baby. <laughs> I mean, I'm so cute. I'm gutted so cute. that he's not in a um,
0: in, in a Serape poncho or something. Oh, I know, <laughs> I know, I
1: know. I mean, how he doesn't have like a little 10-gallon hat on, uh, yeah. on the baby by now, Some I jeans. just don't... Don't understand it. So yeah, you know, a 10-gallon like a... hat only holds three quarts of liquid.
2: So why why is it called a 10-gallon
1: hat? <laughs> I have no idea. That's what you get for having a, a trivia nerd on your show. So.
0: <laughs> I I mean there are other like Western elements that no one actually wears, right? Like the leather right. trench coat. Uh, like yeah. you go nowhere in a leather trench coat. That's right. not right. no. And like the bolo tie, just like the little that little medallion around it, uh, you, you yeah, know, the no. collar thing. Oh, like yeah, the... only if
1: you're a cowboy poser. Yeah. I want to see like oh, Crow yeah, Sanders yeah. were that. <laughs>
0: yeah. oh, oh, Nigel, you're oh, right. <laughs> Europeans will see you're showing us wedding photos. What if wedding? Are photo. you on Waylon's Instagram? Wedding. What happens if Waylon gets remarried, Susie? You need oh, to get oh, off Only the if spl- it's like... to me.
1: That's the only way I'll allow it.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not on Waylon's. That was Stefan. That was definitely. Yeah, wording. I get it. But yeah, I'm just saying, yeah. like, I think that there's a danger to, uh, I
1: don't know. I just want to look at Waylon and have him sing it, sing to me. So, you know, because he seems like he's a bit of a lad. So, mm. you
2: know. I looked on my uh, Spotify and it, the other Stefan song I heard of is, I think it's pronounced Miraz, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's M-I-R-A-A-Z. Oh, the Z yeah, yeah. has like that little U over it.
0: Marouche I'm gonna go with that's the pronunciation I'm sure we'll get uh we'll get comments that's great I'll listen to all of that um Susie since you're the Euro riffs person do you have any uh, Nigel has got a point do you have any additional listening by any of these artists that you'd like to include or shall we just include them in the show notes other than Waylon um every we, Waylon's
1: entire oeuvre right obviously okay um Stefan's last, I mean, his, his whole catalog is fantastic. Um, Everything that he's put out in the past, I mean, in the past, ever since Eurovision in the past year and a half um, has been solid. Uh, He's had some really, really good tracks out. Uh, We did cover a couple of them on a couple of the episodes um, and everyone was on board with them. So yeah, definitely check out his whole catalog and back catalog at that. But yeah, I mean, obviously I'm, you know, going to, sing about waylon all day long and particularly the seeds album that he has that's the one that's the look at me i can do everything album um that has just a bit of everything i think there's only one song on there that i'm not crazy about and it's the one that's very disco <laughs> and it's just quite a left turn but that's the album that has uh, outlaw shoes on it which mm. is probably his best song it's absolutely incredible so, yeah, I mean, that, that's what I would definitely steer you to.
0: Nigel, what's in your ears right now that we should be listening to?
2: Ooh, Does it, are we sticking to country, country or just it like... No,
0: it can be anything. can be Ooh, anything because I'm about this... to wrap up. I've got some okay. questions for you guys in a minute, but go ahead.
2: Right now, I have been listening to a lot of, like, grunge rock music. So I've been listening to this one band called Teenage Disaster they're they are oh. they are pretty explicit but if that's if that doesn't bother you i would definitely suggest them if you like like green they kind of the depressed emo kind of walk you know outside mm. of that um there's, any, there's not many things specific i've been listening to there's a lot of that kind of vibe
0: i'll go with depressed emo all right so i am going to ask you guys of the songs that we've covered which song, if sung by an American, uh, would win the country music awards? Like, uh. you have to be American to win. So let's just assume that all of these songs are, you know, I don't know. Stefan has double, dual citizenship. Which song wins the CMAs?
2: This might be cheating, but I ones we to be talked about. I would say outline them.
1: Okay. I would love to say that for that, because, I mean, we know how much I love it. Uh. But I think that it's, I think that together with Hope, I think because of the state of country music right now, because there is so much crossover, I think that's why Hope would probably land it over Outlaw in them. I think they would be in the same category. I think they they'd be up there together.
2: And then maybe I, maybe back in two thousand eight, no, no, never. That probably would have win. So this like is like over like early two thousands.
0: According to ChatGPT, the Common Linnet's "Calm After the Storm" would have won. Huh. Which song would best be performed at the Grand Old Opry?
1: Oh God, the terrible German one. Yeah, probably. Okay, I would. I would probably agree.
0: <laughs> yeah. ChatGPT tells us the calm after the storm, the common limit linets. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. Next one. Which one would be? Oh, this you have to watch uh, Austin City Limits for this. Do either of you watch Austin City Limits? The I, longest running.
1: I've watched it before. I've yeah. I i do not know about that. All right,
0: that,
1: that's that one. that's going to go calm after the storm or hope.
0: Uh, no, no, never by te- Texas Lightning. No, lies. I think that would be so insulting. Chat I think AI's GCT got it desperately has clearly wrong. Clearly
1: got a virus. All right, <laughs> clearly. Yeah,
0: that's what happened. Um, and then that's it. That's uh, I mean, I do have. What people should cover these songs but i'll I'll leave that for the moment um i'll'll in fact, I'll park this all there. I will ask you both for plugs if you have anything to plug
2: i don't we really have anything
0: excellent Susie
1: um I am actually working on editing a new episode of Euro Riffs, which will be dropping hopefully at the end of the week, if not the beginning of next week um and Actually, looking now, uh, it looks like Stefan has done a wedding version of the song you were talking about, Nigel. Uh-huh. So I think that may just have to make an appearance on our following episode. So oh, that's yep. charming.
0: Yeah. Excellent. It has been lovely to have you both. Um, Susie, are you going to Malmo in May?
1: Fingers crossed, hopefully. Um, If push comes to absolute shove, I will at least make it as far as the UK. Um, So we'll see what kind of shenanigans we can get into during Eurovision there. Um, Because I'm still working on the extended documentary process. I'm trying to see how the UK handles Eurovision over the course of 10 years. And so we hit it at a very interesting time starting right before Sam Ryder. And so we'll see how the UK continues to react to Eurovision over the next few years.
0: All right. Nigel, will you, will you come back on the podcast number one and will you come over to my place for a Eurovision party? Yes?
2: Definitely a yes for both. This is, um, I, I had a lot of fun with this. I don't really to talk about music that much as much as, I, as much as I want to. So this is like a very nice to be able to like express my opinion on music, especially music I've never heard before. So yeah, I'm definitely interested. Thank you for having me.
1: Well, then you guys will both have to come on and do another Euro Riffs episode.
0: Oh, I would love to do Euro Riffs episode. Yeah, let's do that. I'm all about sure. it. All right. It's been great having you both. And thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. One plug from me. If you like listening to country music and are interested in European country, You might want to tune in online to a show called Brooklyn's Country on Brooklyn's Radio by a a Scottish presenter called Alex Nairn. There is a link in the show notes. It's great stuff. That's it for Eurovision Song Context for the moment. We release an episode on the 12th of every month. The Doozith, if you will. You can find us on the podcast app of your choice And you can find show notes in the description of this episode and on our website. I'm also on Twitter at ESCContext if you want to say hi. Our music is Buckeye Bonsai by Vans in Japan.